When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Guys, Ashley's in mood. I hate you. <laughs> Why would you say <laughs> this on the podcast? Ashley, we're starting this episode. You have to say Why one would you say this on the podcast? You love about me. No, I refuse. I refuse. I was not in a bad mood, but I'm about to be in a bad mood. <laughs> I'm dying. Ew, you're laughing. Ashley, Ashley. Say one thing nice about me. No. We're flipping the narrative. No, I I was in a I was in a great no, mood you weren't. until you started picking on me. No, you weren't. I was, I was doing good. I was having a great day, minding my own business, and then. <laughs> what is up, everyone? Welcome back to the podcast. This is Ashley, who's having a great day in a good mood. If you touch me, oh my god. I will kill you. <laughs> Taryn so has funny. entered the most clingiest part of her Enneagram 2 number. Also, this is Taryn, my co-host. <laughs> <laughs> she fires me on the spot. Hi, I'm Taryn. <laughs> and uh, no, I just like, I like to bug you, especially on the podcast, because it's fu- it's funny. Why is it funny? It's funny because you get, you're always like, I'm fine. I'm unbothered. But then I know like you are. So then when I push you hard enough to when you start. You don't know anything. <laughs> See, I was doing good. I was having a great day. I'm tired. You're I'm really tired today, but I was having a great day. And then you started just. Yeah, that's what I do. Touching and tapping what and I teasing do. and I can't. It's what I do. I can't be here. I love it and everyone loves it. Just gets everyone... up, turns off the podcast, <laughs> walks away. Imagine what did that, I say? Imagine that footage of just me sitting here by myself like, did I, did I push it too far? Did I, was did I something go too I said? <laughs> no, the entire audience everyone, is like, it was everything you said. Everyone who's listening is going to think this is funny because it's funny. Anyone who relates to me will be pissed. <laughs> They'll be like, I understand her. Okay. Well, well, <laughs> I get her side. No one gets your side. Anyways, welcome to Unsolicited Advice. Welcome We're two best friends. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> we're, we're on the fritz right now. We're on the fritz. Um, we're straddling the line between. <laughs> you just said on the fritz. <laughs> I know. It felt, you know, sometimes I right. feel like my personality is an old Old you soul. Are. You I'm a are. very old soul person. And sometimes these phrases will just s- slip right out. And I'm just like, <laughs> where did that came from? But also it feels right. Yeah. Oh, so. it felt, it felt so, I don't think you could have said something more perfect. No, I had complete, well, uh, I mean, but you called me out on it. So it's it cute. wasn't perfect. Cause you were like, oh, that was so not something you would say. But it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, what's it called? A phrase that not a lot of people that 80 and up say because <laughs> yeah <laughs> I know yeah <laughs> how are you Ash? I'm doing so good I um you're glowing I today. had thank you so much yeah. skincare routine has yeah. been fire lately guys yes. um I had a very productive day today mm. I cleaned probably the dirtiest room in this house 
Yeah. And I cleaned it well and I organized it well. And I feel very sad. Like something deep inside of me is very satisfied with myself. I like walked away with the beautiful before and after of the room. And I was just like, hell yeah, Ashley, you can make yourself a cup of coffee now because you deserve it. If any of you don't know, which you should know, but Ashley has a YouTube channel. I do. Yeah. And one of her like lanes that she has perfected is she'll do these montage cleaning or like organizing videos mm-hmm. and I don't really edit for I kind of got let go of being her editor it's fine you kinda, um, we, we we separated because Taryn doesn't act like it but she's so busy like so busy. I am you know what the thing was and I think this is this was like the line we would always have these things where she'd be like, well, I didn't want to give it to you because I thought you were busy. And I would be like, well, why don't you tell me you had a video? And it was like, we both were caring about each other, mm-hmm. but we couldn't find the rhythm. And then you ended up, it was just a perfect circumstance. It really was. She's no hard feeling. She's so happy and talented. The girl and you, you know have. what? When Vlogmas comes around, I'm going to back up anyway. I'm there, girl. <laughs> um, but anyways, when I used to edit for her, every time she would give me like a cleaning montage they're the most satisfying things to watch and edit for me like they were my favorite and so I already know the next video you put up of organizing this is just gonna be fire well you know it wasn't something that I like intentionally walked into this was something that the audience wanted they wanted (laughs) the people spoke and they said that they loved watching me clean and I was like interesting yeah it was a very slippery slope I was like is this one of those things where like people get weird and they like you know but then oh it wasn't <laughs> it happy surprise it was not yeah people simply loved watching me clean and seeing the before and afters um yeah. and I was like well cleaning is one of my favorite things to do so you know it's your wish is my like command aesthetic and satisfying because it's, it's like you calming. watch something finish you know what I mean yeah um, but yeah, so you guys should definitely go watch your video. Me just promoing you. You <laughs> should definitely go watch your videos. Shameless self-promotion. It's going to be great. It's great. <laughs> you should check it out. Check it out. Um, also, I did one of the hardest workouts of my life this morning. Hardest. Oh. You want to know something I did today for the first yeah, time? I would love to. A single legged burpee. Single leg. What? I yeah. can't even do two. Even Dude, if I hard. had four legs, I couldn't. I had to do it <laughs> multiple times. Four legs. <laughs> dude my the one time i got trained and he (laughs) asked me to do a burpee and i was like polite politely no i would rather not and so he had me do one and he literally like couldn't help but just like laugh and i was like maybe we should like build up to that i mean burpees are bad enough but then on the on the on the board this morning it said single leg burpee and i literally looked at this girl behind me who was just perfect like such a solid like ripped body and I was like hey um excuse me (laughs) she was like yes and I was like could you could you demonstrate a single leg burpee (laughs) because I was like how does that work that doesn't make any sense to me but you basically like jump up on one leg and down and then you drop into a push-up on one leg yeah now that's and then you have to hop back up on the same leg and then you rotate legs and I basically I mean I can't feel my body right like my whole my whole body dude so I mean I'm moving slow but awesome I, Good for you. But it felt like a personal accomplishment because I oh, was yeah. like, I've never done that before. So I'm very proud of myself for doing The next time many. you're in the class and someone else is like, oh my God, does that say single leg? You're yeah. like, yeah, let me show you how. Yeah, let me, I'll be, I'll be the ripped girl that they have to You ask. know what we should do? We should just have me try one just for our entertainment because <laughs> I'm sure it'll be great. I also did a magic mic push up 
which I don't think I did well because a lot of the people were doing it Ooh, really well. Is it like, well. A, like yeah. a snake to the yeah. ground? Mm-hmm. Hot. Okay. Um, I don't think, what's new with me? Nothing. <laughs> is something new with me? I don't think so. How was your weekend? Mother's Day. It was good. Oh, Mother's Day was great. Um, I love my mama. She was a gem. Um, also, it's great because like my mom is obsessed with going to get massages Mm -hmm. and growing up I loved it because I would go with her but now it's great because whenever I like get her a present I'll be like I'll treat you to a massage but that means you get a massage I'm getting a massage too yeah yes it is I have to pay for it (laughs) (laughs) you know you win that's how it's not your birthday yeah you're not a mom so and while you pay for mine I'll pay for yours (laughs) is it can we do a swap situation I love it. Anyways, oh, shoot. Uh, yeah, still thriving, still working and single. And I love that for you. You know, should we hop into a turn it up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, if, what? Let's go. Yeah. Should we? Yeah. Do it. Take over. We didn't even discuss if you like you had one or not, but I think I have a couple that are buried in there, but I'm fine with you doing okay, it. Okay. You're amazing, prepared. Amazing. Amazing. It's already on your <laughs> I You're was ready. just making sure. Just making sure. Yeah. Love okay. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and enter into our tearing it up segment. If you don't know what it is, Taryn's about to explain it to you. Oh, um, hi, <laughs> my name is Taryn. I'm awkward. And I do weird things. And at the end of the day, a lot of times I say, did that just happen? Mm-hmm. Um, and people don't believe me because they're like, that stuff doesn't happen to anyone. But the truth is it does. And all of us have that story that reminds you of what I just talked about. And so we asked you guys to send in. You're embarrassing. Weird things that have happened. It turned, it it grew legs and ran off. And it's turned into a segment called Tearing It, it Up. It grew legs and ran yeah. off. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It did. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, from one of you guys, we have a funny story. She writes, hi, Taryn and Ashley. I've been binging the podcast and it always brightens my day. I was just listening to one of your episodes from last year and had to pause it when I remembered this story. I love the ones where they're like, I, I heard this also, and I had to like pause it and run to write it. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. so dope. She writes, so I had gone out fishing with my mom, stepdad and husband last year. When we were done, my stepdad parked so that we could get everything out of the boat. I climbed up to help him since my mom had bad knees. Before I go any further, it's important to understand what I was wearing. I had these active wear type shorts, the dolphin him ones. And they had these weird built-in underwear in them, which I know exactly the type of shorts that she's oh, talking about. Oh, is it the ones that go like that on the leg? Yes. Like they but come they up. have like the spandexy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either like underwear style or like super short booty shorts underneath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So of course I had decided to wear no underwear underneath, but keep this in mind. So we get the boat cleaned out and I was getting down. It's pretty high up and I'm not coordinated like at all. So (laughs) I decided to sit on the side and lower myself down to the trailer. Little did I know, I sat on a rope holder thing. So as I went to lower myself down, it caught my shorts and gave me a full wedgie. Oh, like a hook? Like a hook. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it gave her a full wedgie, front and back, Ooh. ripping the shorts right up the butt. I <laughs> freaked out because I was stuck dangling there. 
the image is just like so good because <laughs> she's like trying to get down but then can't because yeah. she's like hooked on her shorts <laughs> sorry <laughs> she writes my husband who is on the other side holding our dog dropped the leash and runs at me using his body to shield me <laughs> what a good guy i can see it like what a good guy. <laughs> she writes of course there was some random guy who was walking through the parking lot lol and witnessed the entire thing and was trying not to laugh as he walked by i was mortified and got in the truck as fast as i could everyone had a good laugh at my expense and the story will forever crack me up even to this day Thanks for helping me remember that story so that I could share it with uh-huh. you all. Delena? Ooh. Delena. Yeah, same. Same. I did the same thing twice. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Delena or Delena? Is Delena? it Delena? I was like, Delena? Delena. <laughs> same see. thing. What would you say? Delena. 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 <laughs> Dude, oh, that's rough. But Hanging. wait, did she get down? Yeah, I, I'm assuming her husband helped her down. I want to know so many more things. I'm, what I'm picturing, and I I know happened, is I'm I'm picturing her like covering up her hole in her butt and like running to the truck. You know, her butthole. Oh no. <laughs> I don't regret that in any way. Literally, I was like, don't say it. Don't say it. Because I'm I'm trying not to always be a seven-year-old boy with my humor. You need to work on that. I couldn't. I couldn't. (laughs) You lobbed that one to me. I did that to myself. I'm so sorry, Joanna. We're all laughing about this. So hard. Because normally we laugh at turning it up. It's not this bad. Oh, shoot. That's so funny. I got me. I'm hot I got me, too. Um. I don't think, I think the closest thing that's ever happened to me for this is I had a towel around my waist after a pool and this guy like jumped over this like tiny pole. And so I was like, just being dumb and like, I could do it too. And so I went and jumped, but I didn't think about the fact that I had something hanging between my legs because I had the towel right. So it like hit and I just flipped, flopped. I mean, it works. I flipped forward flipped forward, and like ate it so hard. It was kind of like hanging by the towel, but then like the towel came undone and I was fine, you know? Yeah. Right. But yeah, yeah. It's a, it's an unnerving when you're like stuck on something and you're just like, Lord help me. Lord help. I've only, <laughs> I've never had it to this extent. Um, but there was one time I was in fourth grade and I was running the mile and we all know if you know me at all, Ashley can't run. I feel like you run great. Nah, (laughs) I I could never run. I had asthma as a kid. Fun fact. And then as I got older, I did get more active. So I did get better at running. And then (laughs) I hurt my foot last year trying to be a runner. (laughs) It's over for me. Like I'm done. It's It's done. done. She's done. Anyways, um, what the way that we had our miles set up is we would run past the tether balls. Remember tether balls? Yep. One of the things that we would always do as kids is as you ran past it, you would like hit the ball, you know, and like the person in the front would hit it and the person behind them would hit it. And you would just try to keep the ball going the entire mile. Yeah. Um, And it was, you know, my turn. And we all know I'm not that coordinated when it comes to stuff like this, like hand-eye coordination stuff. It's not really in my hmm, cards. Mm -hmm. So I go, I'm like ready to freaking 
knock it so hard. And I go to hit it, miss the ball. My hand hits the rope, <laughs> which causes the ball to wrap around my wrist. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Yep. And then it literally flung me. Oh my god! Because gosh. I was running full speed. <laughs> speed, full speed. Full Why speed. can't we talk about it? I'm really tired. I, I was running full speed. <laughs> so it literally like I lurch backwards and it spins me around the entire pole, dragging my legs. Oof. I had the bloodiest, scabbiest, nastiest uh-huh. looking shins and yeah. knees for like that's rough. a month and a half. <laughs> That's it was rough. really bad. I like got sent to the office and we spent like an hour picking the pebbles oh out my of my gosh. skin. Oh. It was Poor the honey. worst. But did you feel like you were flying for a second? Yeah, there was a quick moment <laughs> where my feet were off the ground and I was like, oh. Well, one I time was like this. <laughs> I tried to walk the mile to see how different my time would be and it was only a minute. <laughs> Slower than when I ran. <laughs> Every time... I tell stories about myself. I just want to go, oh, honey. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, shoot. It's fine. I thought I couldn't run. Girl, I am not. The, my softball coach used to, what the? <laughs> my softball <laughs> coach used to, used to yell when I'd be running the bases. He would be like, unhitch the trailer. <laughs> and I would be like, that's rude. I'm only hauling myself, sir. I'm trying. <laughs> oh She's God. slow. She's a runner. She's a truck. <laughs> <laughs> I can't breathe. Oh, anywho. Okay. Delaney, wow. You just made my day. We have not even gotten to our story. Delaney. So. I'm pretty sure it was Delena. Yeah. <laughs> dang it. I'm so sorry. Hello, everyone. It's Taryn and Ashley from Unsolicited Advice. And if you want to listen to our show without ads, you can now. Just go to unsolicitedadvice.supercast.com or click the link in the episode description and you can get a one-week preview of the ad-free version for free. You'll get ad-free listening to the show. You can listen on almost any podcasting app and you'll be supporting our show too. That's unsolicitedadvice.supercast.com. Okay, so this story is called to all the boys who never loved me. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Which I was like, I love those Great movies. Title. So I was like, oh. Okay. Hi, Taryn and Ashley. I would like to remain anonymous, which I'm bummed they want to remain anonymous because there's something cool about their name, but I can't say anything about it because it'll give it away. Mm. But just yeah. I'll share it with you later. <laughs> all of you listening. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, I'm going through a really rough time with a breakup right now and would love some advice. Or even if you don't read this, I think writing this all out will help. Love that. That's one of my favorite things I read. Okay, my boyfriend and I of just over a year just broke up. Um, It was completely mutual and amicable, but something about that makes it even harder. Mm -hmm. I can Mm -hmm. totally relate to that. It would be, it's a weird concept, but it would be so much easier if they were just an ass. And yes. a douchebag, and or all like your friends are like, you. get rid of him. Yeah. You know, when they're a nice guy and it just doesn't work out, that's nope. hard. That's really hard. Nope. Yeah. That was my breakup. Was yeah, it was our our relationship had gotten horrible with like how much we were fighting, 
but it came down to we love each other and we were great in so many ways, but like ultimately like we couldn't coexist in a relationship. And I think that's why it took me so long to get over him because Mm -hmm. I was just like, I still like, it wasn't like, I still love you, but you cheated on me and I can never forgive you. It was like, I still love you, but like, we just aren't working. Like that's hard. Mm -hmm. Super hard. So hard. Okay. Part of, she goes on, part of me wishes something went terribly wrong so that I could be angry instead of sad all the time. What our breakup came down to was that after a year, he had never said, I, we had never said, I love you to each other. He had never said it because he never felt that way. I never said it because I knew he wouldn't say it back. And either I was afraid to face the rejection or I didn't want to put pressure on him to say it back immediately since everyone's emotions move at a different pace. Love that you said that. Um, We finally discussed this issue several months ago and he told me he cares a lot about me and maybe he could get there. We decided that we just needed more time and neither of us wanted to lose each other. So we stayed together. Now, a couple of months later, we both just came to the realization that nothing had changed since our first conversation. And we were just pushing back the inevitable because I didn't want to lose him and he didn't want to hurt me. The thing is, either way, I'm hurt. I was hurting when we were together because I loved him and he didn't love me back. And now I'm hurting because I still love him, but don't have him anymore. Mm. We agreed to stay friends, but I know I need time to heal before that happens. And right now it's hard for me to imagine seeing him without bursting into tears. I'm a firm, like once it's done, like you need to like, you know, absolutely just me, but. I think what is particularly hard for me is that this breakup has brought up a lot of old insecurities of mine that I know are not rational, but I can't talk myself out of. We started dating right before I had turned 25. And before that, I had never had a boyfriend. This was something I was really insecure about because I didn't feel like that had been my choice. I felt unlikable, undateable, and unlovable. When we started dating, those insecurities went away for the most part because I felt like finally someone noticed me, liked me, and wanted to date me. But now that we're over, especially because we broke up because he couldn't love me, those insecurities are flooding back. I logically know there is a light at the end of the tunnel, but I can't see it when I'm in the darkest part. Thanks for taking the time to read. Any advice would be appreciated. Even just writing it out was therapeutic. Best anonymous. Wow. I know. I know. That's the worst. It's like, it makes me so sad. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because like, I feel like it's not just the breakup, but it's so much of a deeper thing than that, especially since that was already there and it's it's hard because it's easy to be like oh yeah like I'm single because I'm picky and I'm single because I'm this and I'm single because I'm that but there's not really an avenue that a lot of people talk about like I'm single because like it's just nothing is working you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like I, I don't want to be single it's almost like that's like you don't talk about that if you're single you have to pretend like you want to be or else it makes you look weak you know I get that, but I feel like I've met or I feel like I've been in a place where I've been single before and like fully happy with it. And I, it wasn't like a, I felt a need to project this kind of like 
strong. I don't need independence thing. I feel like it was just like, yeah, a, it's but I just felt mean natural. like with people, like if people are like, Oh, are you dating anyone? You're not usually like, no, but I really would like to be, you know what I mean? It's kind of more like, Oh no, like nothing's come. Like you kind of light play. Like no one really talks about like, yeah, like I am single, but like I do desire to be in a relationship. It's just, I haven't like, you know what I mean? You don't yeah. talk about that in detail with a lot of people. Right. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, as far as like, I feel like everyone can relate to like when breakups happen or something like that, how insecurities can like rise again. Oh, a thousand percent. The thing with breakups is it's always going to bring up all of these weird emotions. Mm-hmm. You're going to start second guessing how you feel. You're going to start second guessing a lot of things about yourself that yeah. maybe you never second guessed before. They might have come out of nowhere. Yeah. Or maybe you've kind of known that they've been there and, and now they're surfacing because you're in a vulnerable place. Um, the thing with all of this is, I swear, this is the stupidest thing. It's so frustrating. But I remember when I was going through my worst breakup, one of my friends told me um, that it took her a solid year to get over her ex, mm-hmm. um, her and her ex were madly in love. I was madly in love with my boyfriend at the time. And she was like, it's going to take you a year. And I remember being like, it's been a week. Yeah. I can't handle that. And yeah. I remember having a really hard time processing that. And it was the probably the most depressed I've ever been and maybe not ever, but it was mm-hmm. pretty intense for a while. Um, but she was <laughs> spot on. Yeah. It's so weird how spot on she was. There's no logic to this. There's no science to this in any way. Um, but it, it took me almost a year to get over him. And I don't know why it did. But I at one point, I kind of just accepted that and was like, okay, I'm in a place right now where I'm going to start doing stuff for myself. Yeah. And I'm going to play around and find things that make me happy mm-hmm. because I'm not happy right now. But yeah. I made a very intentional decision to start doing that. And well, weird plot twist. One of my favorite things that I do to this day is work out constantly. And I didn't start until that breakup. Yeah. That became like part of your choice. It was my therapy. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I'm not saying that that'll be it for you. Yours might be something completely different. Um, obviously everyone's different, but I guarantee you something really cool can come from this. If you give yourself time to allow yourself to do that. Yeah. And I think what, what's important to remember too, cause you did the whole analogy of like, I'm sure there's a light at the end of the tunnel, but like I'm in a dark place is like Ash said, like I, I probably was around a year too, but that doesn't mean like you're going to be sad for that whole year. Yeah. Like anytime you're like healing or getting over something, like there's different steps to that process, right? Like, so the first part, which you're in is just feeling overwhelmed with the emotions that come from it. And that is just as crucial of a part as when you start to rediscover who you are, you know, like it's all valuable. And I remember like, it was right around like the six months. I don't know if this was for you too, was when I was like, okay, now I'm going to start doing the work and I'm excited about it. It was like, uh, like all the kind of sadness has had worn to an extent. And then I was like, okay, now I got to start like building back up. Yeah. It wasn't painful anymore. All of a sudden there was like a distance between you and the pain, which still, it sounds like, oh my God, six months, but it's like, it's still, it's not like every day you're just sad all the time or you can't start talking to someone else or doing other things, but it just, it can be whatever 
the process needs to be for you. But I think like you're lucky because you've already stripped down like what the core thing is that you need to focus on. And that is the fact that you are feeding yourself the biggest lie that you need to get over. And that's that you are unlikable, undateable, unlovable, like all of that. You need to just like acknowledge with me right now. That is a lie. Like that is not true. You are lovable. You're dateable. You are so valuable. You have so much to offer this world and someone else. And I don't have to know you personally to know that every human being has something beautiful and valuable to offer the world. And I can tell you right now, you write beautifully just in certain verbiage or things you've said, I can tell that you're just a beautiful human. So I think that that is going to be your biggest hurdle. And how do you combat that? You have to flip the narrative. Like I was trying to get Ashley to tell me what she loved about me because she didn't love me in that moment. Did she? But no, and she did it. So, but (laughs) we're doing great right now. We're doing great. So I think that your focus needs to be on stuff that you even might have a hard time feeling. And whether that means you call your friends and say, hey, can you tell me like five things that you love about me or five things you think that I'm gifted at and start to like journal, write it down and say things that are positive. Um, So I think honestly, this is going to be a self-love journey for you. And also like I think it's not until we get to the end where we look back and we're like, oh my gosh, I see the reasoning for what happened in my life. Like for me, I was always like, why did no one like me in high school? Like why everyone had boyfriends, no one liked me. And I never knew until literally I was older and a lot of those guys were like, oh, well, your dad was our junior high principal and we were scared of him. And then I was like, oh, like there, but that protected me from a lot of guys that now looking back, I'm like, I'm so glad I never dated them. You know what I mean? So I think sometimes it's not that you're, what's that thing, that podcast we loved. And obviously this kind of ties to like our faith, but she said it so beautifully. It was something like, you're not unseen, you're hidden. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Yes. Cause like she was same thing, like always wondering like, where is the guy? And she felt like everyone just like wasn't seeing her, but it was really, she came to realize like she was being hidden till the right person came. And I, I started sobbing when I heard that because I think it's good to like, think like there's other there's a bigger picture always at play and maybe you're being protected from a lot of other heartbreak and people that would have trapped you into relationships that caused a lot of damage you know so I think when you start to learn to not see this all as negative stuff but as stepping stones to where you're meant to be it'll start to be stuff that you see more like you try to figure it out instead of like avoid it does yeah. that I don't know if I no. just made sense all no all yeah hundred percent Um, but I think this is going to be great. I do think you need to definitely focus on the, I don't feel lovable part. Um, and I mean, find whatever outlet you need, whether that is therapy, whether that is, there's so many good books and podcasts and things out there, but like you need, yes, uh, (laughs) you need to fall in love with yourself before you can fall in love with someone else. I think I personally think that's this chapter of your life. Like mm-hmm. you got to love and date and be obsessed with yourself. And then you're going to be surprised how much comes out of that. 
Eat, pray, love. Eat, pray, love. Words to live by. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I, w- I watch that movie all the time and I restart that book all the time. It always makes me want pasta. Right? And a man. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you so much, Anonymous, for writing in with this. And I honestly am so excited. Like my time after my breakup was like one of my favorite chapters of my life because mm. so much growth happened during that. Yeah, you know? I completely agree. Yeah. I wouldn't be the person I am today. We probably wouldn't be friends, Ash. If I hadn't, uh, yeah, I wouldn't have met you if I was I wouldn't have met you. I would have been married with like children by now. Oh, 100%, yeah. Yeah, I would have been in a whole other circle of life. Mm -hmm. Are you thankful? (laughs) Why is your hand on my knee? Are you thankful? Why is your hand on my knee? But are you thankful? I'm thankful. Me too. God. Okay, everyone, it's my turn for a story. Um, this is titled, I'm Sick of Living a Lie. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Hi, Ash and Taryn. My name is Tony. She writes, feel free to use it. Hello, Tony. And I am a 24-year-old female living in Chicago. Before I begin, I just wanted to say I completely adore you both. Watching your videos and listening to your podcast makes me feel so close to you both and all of your amazing friends that surround yourself that you surround yourself with. Oh, love that. <laughs> also, I took the Enneagram test and I am a type six and a whole Lee with a lot of wise cow. They nailed exactly how I am. They tend to do that. Yeah, they do. That's the only reason I like dove right into it head first. Cause I was like, they know me. Yeah, it was, it was there bizarre. was so much truth. It was crazy. Without unloading everything on your beautiful souls, I will try and keep it as short as possible. For the past 24 years, I have been dealing with a difficult relationship with my mom and my Mm. sister. Because of y'all, it is something that I have been working on with my therapist. Hey, snaps for therapy, um, which I am so grateful for. My therapist has been able to put into words what I have been feeling for years Mm. and validating those emotions. As I continue on my journey of becoming a stronger person, I cannot help but relive some of those heart-wrenching emotions from my past. Constantly being rejected and judged over the things I have done. I am not a wild child, so it hurts to think that I am doing something wrong when I stick up for myself. Therefore, you can imagine that it is difficult to communicate with my mom and sister because of their immediate harsh judgments. The amount of anxiety it takes for me to even tell them I want to get an iced coffee alone is a whole process. Like palms sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy kind of feeling. (laughs) Mom spaghetti. Uh, I won't rap. Don't worry. Don't worry. I I know all of you guys were worried. The words won't come (laughs) out. He's joking now. Okay. Um, she continues loved the Eminem little mention that was great great. the situation I am writing about is how can I tell my mom and sister that I'm seeing someone without them being extremely judgmental now it's not as easy as it seems because I've been down this road so many times before expecting a different result every single time my mom and sister have always driven my past boyfriends away because of their opinions on them and it being some superficial reason One instance leading me to leave home because my mom threatened to physically attack me if I didn't stop talking to this one guy. What? Mm. 
I left in the hope that it would improve our mother and daughter relationship. I lived on my own for two years and moved back home when I started nursing school. We have made some progress, yet they will make sure that I know my place, she puts in quotes, and that I am weak and inferior to them. I am. Wait, ba- I'm sorry. Is the sister older? Did she mention that? She I think didn't I missed that. mention her sister's age. I would guess though, if I would assume, or she has a very like opinionated, strong-willed little sister, and has like a almost like a um, what do you call it? Like a alliance with the mom. Like they yeah, think yeah. very like similar. They are the same yeah, type yeah. of person. Okay. Yeah. She continues, I am very capable of making wise decisions as I am about to graduate school and have so many goals for my career and life. Yes, you do. Yes. Now, I am in a relationship that was such a surprise to me since I have given up all hope, (laughs) (laughs) genuinely. As much as I was scared to start really falling for someone, it literally felt like the universe was pulling us together. He is kind, gentle, genuine, mature, and such a huge sweetheart. He's someone that I instantly miss when we're apart. My heart breaks. I know. My heart breaks because he doesn't deserve to be kept a secret. He understands me in ways that no one ever has. When I go and hang out with him, I don't want to lie anymore about who I am going with. Yet my guard is up because I don't want them to ruin this for me. Yeah. I want my family to get to know him as the amazing person that he is, but I'm afraid they're going to judge his job, his looks, his interests, the money that he makes, and all the things that are so superficial. They are notorious for trying to talk me out of liking someone, and I do not want them to do that to this relationship because this is the first time in five years that I have felt loved unconditionally. He makes me feel seen, appreciated, and loved, which I have not felt with my family nor any other relationship. I've truly never felt like this before. So... I need help on how I can go about telling them about someone that I care for, knowing the history they have with this kind of stuff. I am sick and tired of having to hide these things about myself in general um, because of their judgments, but especially about someone that I truly do care about. His family is open and loving, and my family is the quite opposite. It scares me to think about what could happen out of this conversation with them, but I know it is one that I'm going to have to have because he is someone that I'm very serious about. I appreciate you providing this outlet for people to be vulnerable and share such hard situations. If you don't read this on the podcast, that is totally okay. Writing it out always makes me feel better. I love and appreciate you both. May you have a blessed 2021. I can't wait to see your videos and listen to more episodes i love her love tony literally all i kept saying the whole time in my head while you were reading was why yeah i couldn't stop thinking why in my past experience and i guess we're just going to dive right into it people that are like that are so miserable and unhappy with their own lives that they have to nitpick on other people that's the only thing like there's no other reason why to act that way and can try to control someone else's life unless wow. you're just completely upset yeah. and hate yours. But it's like, okay, if it were a best friend, right? Mm-hmm. Like say mm-hmm. for instance, if me and you, you start dating someone, I'm so miserable because I don't want you to date someone because then I'll have to be alone. Mm-hmm. And I was being like terrible to you, right? Mm-hmm. I still think that's so whack, but like also I'm like, oh, I get it a little bit more, but your mother and sister for them yeah. to like, be very volatile to like not have you date some why i have no idea um it bothers me a lot the level of 
uh, control that they they want to have yeah. and the way they're affecting you so much. Um, the uh, uh, literal threat that your mother <laughs> gave you, you. Imagine your mom being like, I'm going to beat the crap out of you <laughs> if you bring him. Well, one, I can't because my mom's just like the, <laughs> I genuinely see your mom fight like the sweetest person so on the planet. Um, but, uh, <laughs> oof. And, oof. My head's in 50,000 yeah, different places because there's so many things I want to talk about. But I think the main thing, the main thing that I want to hit on is, is the boundaries thing, which I'm sure you've talked about with your therapist, but I feel Tony, like this relationship is a huge fork in the road. Yeah. You have been growing and, and challenging yourself with your therapist and learning so much. And now you've come to a place where you get to make a decision. Mm-hmm. You get to either live in fear and compliancy and uh, lie, as you put it in your title, and yeah. and not share this kind of stuff with them, or you go the other other direct author author. We're not. <laughs> we I can't. Can. I cannot. <laughs> or you go the other direction, and you firmly and with bold print, like draw a huge line and say, "This is where you're allowed to come to, and no further." Um, yeah. By telling them that, hey, I'm in a relationship. He means a lot to me. You have no say whatsoever in whether or not I get to be with him. I would love for you to meet him, but only like there, there there has to be some kind of situation where you're in control where they get to meet him. Yeah. Does that make sense? Telling them about him is one thing, which I feel like you should because he sounds great. And I feel like this would be a good thing for you to to do for yourself would be to tell them that you're in a relationship with someone who's awesome. Um, but then, you know, eventually, like what I would say is I would love for you to meet him maybe one day if you're like, yeah, I don't want to say good, but well, on your best behavior, I don't want to say though, that either, but like kind of, I think the thing is, is like before it even gets to any detail about the specific guy, there's the bigger issue that needs to be addressed. And that's what I, again, this is like UA conflict resolution 101. Mm-hmm. On a great day, maybe like schedule a fun lunch with your mom and sister. Mm-hmm. And then while like things are positive and you're all happy, bring up like, hey, I've noticed this pattern and it's brought a lot of turmoil. It's been really hard for me. I'm sure it's been hard for you. Again, sometimes you got to like butter the other side of the toast. Always use food and beverage. It works. <laughs> I'm not talking about actual food, but yes. No, the lunch thing. Yes, I agree. But I'm saying like, sometimes you got to like, you got to like sweeten it up for them. Mm -hmm. Like, even though you should go in and be like, you guys are psycho. You guys are nuts. This is unhealthy. You need to stop. Like going in and being like, I know it's been hard for you. It's been hard for me. Sometimes when you just level the field to like have a conversation, especially with people that are just straight nuts. Mm-hmm. Like they sound nuts, Which you I know, would put them in that category. Right? Yeah. Yes. So I would create like a very like light conversation, no accusations, just saying like, Hey, I've noticed this in the past. Obviously it's led to me having to move out before it's led to like our relationships being affected. And I don't th- want that to be the case. So I would love if we could come up with a solution to this. Mm-hmm. And then basically at, like Ashley said, after that, if they're still being stupid about it saying like, okay, well I have someone in my life, but I am refusing to bring him into this unhealthy 
atmosphere Mm -hmm. until you guys are willing to make a difference. But if you want any part of that part of my life, then things have got to change. Step up. And you're so lucky that you have a guy who's first of all, like, okay, I totally understand. And still like you have his family relationships. And unfortunately, sometimes that's just what happens. Like when you get married and you create your own family, that's your priority. So if you have stuff, like a lot of times families pull apart and the goal would be to figure out something before that happens. But I think like Ash said, there has to be a clear boundary of this is happening and this is my choice and I'm very happy. If you would like a part of this, things have got to change. You can't disrespect him. You can't disrespect me. I can't go with this like unhealthy, aggressive behavior anymore. Mm -hmm. Like you've got to change if you want to be a part of this. But you also live with them. So I I will say like there probably is going to have to be a, if the conversation doesn't go well, it might have to be something where you just have to deal with kind of the separation until you move out. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Which I, I feel like she mentioned that she was planning on doing that soon. Right. Oh, okay. I, I know she said for nursing school. I don't know how long. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm blanking, I'm blanking too. too. Yeah. <laughs> Cause once you're out of the house, it's a little bit more on your terms. Right. So you could be like, Hey, oh, I'm dating someone. I would love for you guys to meet him and come over and whatever. And then once, if they act up, then they leave, but they're gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. But when you live with them and have to deal with that over and over, that's harder. Another thing I would suggest if there is a meeting of, of the boyfriend, um, I would suggest doing it in a public place. Yes. Very public place. Yes. Maybe daytime. Definitely no alcohol mm-hmm. involved. Mm-mm. Let's do like an, a nice, like simple, like lunch or yep. brunch or something around that where yeah. it's just very lighthearted and easy. He doesn't come home with you guys. Yeah. Um, because I feel like people like that, that I've known in the past, they're always nice and cordial in public. And it's the second you get home that yeah. they start acting all kinds of crazy. So, yeah. Um, well, and if you've laid the ground rules, like yeah. you've had the conversation of like, Hey, It's not going to get to this point. If Mm -mm. you're acting like that, then whatever. Then that makes it easier for if they started acting up for you to be like, you know what, guys, um, this is this is not appropriate. I'm not going to put him through this. So we're going to go ahead and just leave. We're going to leave. Walk to the front, pay your bill from the front and leave. But you've already laid that. So they can't be like, what was that? Like, why did you act like that? It's not like like you're leaving their house and it's more it's more of a dramatic thing. Yeah. Um, I'm actually really stoked for you, Tony, because I feel like this. Um this might be something that, that really needs to be done. Yeah. And I feel like I'm, or not feel, I'm really curious to see like how they respond to you so boldly, like drawing that boundary for yourself. Um, I'm curious to see if it one, like aggravates them more or if it's like, if, if they possibly needed to be spoken to that bluntly. You know? Yeah, and hopefully, like, I mean, it sounds like they got big egos because you mentioned they think they're above everyone else. Yeah. So if you got to stroke the ego a little bit to be like, you guys are so great and important to me, and and I've noticed this has been hard for all of us, and I would love you to be a part of this, and hopefully, like, a peaceful thing just goes, then awesome. But you owe it to yourself and your man to like also be ready to bring out the big guns and be like, okay, that's great. I tried to play nice, but if you want to meet him, like this has to stop. Yeah. Plan A (laughs) and plan B. Plan Mm -hmm. A is super nice. Keep it cordial. Keep it polite. And if they don't play along, then Hulk war smash battle 
to the death. <laughs> to the death. Um, Tony, thank you so much for sharing. Yes. Um, I'm so sorry about all of that stuff that you were going through, but yeah. I'm pumped for you and your boyfriend. He sounds amazing. Honestly, congrats. Yeah. Sounds like I, you found a I good one. I seriously love that for you. Um, and you know, even if stuff with your mom and sister go horribly wrong, you have that. And I, I'm really, I'm really happy yeah. that you have that. Cause that that's, that's a, that's a bright future. Yes. Agreed. Well, you ready? This brings us to the end of the episode the where Taryn Renee loves and to now, end with a dad joke. End, isn't it? Yes. Okay. Ready? Yes. To whoever stole my Microsoft office subscription, I will find you. You have my word. Do you get it? Yes, I get it. Word. <laughs> that was horrible. That was so okay, bad. How that do was you? so bad. <laughs> ready? How do you drown a hipster? <laughs> In the mainstream. <laughs> okay, I feel like that one that one was good. That one was good. The other one was bad. The no, other it one was, was real not bad. Ashley. Mm-hmm. Was They're all good. Guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Be sure to follow us on the socials. Um, follow Taryn and I personally. We yep. also have a UA podcast where uh, you get to learn a lot podcast. more of our, our UA Instagram. Instagram. Yep. Instagram, where you get to learn a lot more about uh-huh, us on, uh-huh. a, on a much more personal level. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, check us out there. And you guys are the best. We love you. And we'll we talk to you, you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.